Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome back for another episode of Journey Back to the Heart. In today's episode, I have the honor of sitting down with two amazing people, uh, two brothers that I met here in Guatemala at the lake, John and Will. They're two people I feel very inspired by. We shared a lot of beautiful moments, beautiful conversations, and I'm so excited for, for this following conversation. This is the first time that I'm sharing this space with someone else, having a, having a conversation, and it's a whole different avenue. <laughs> you, you will see my, my emotions, my nervousness, but we're all learning, we're all learning. This is, this is the journey, we'll get better each day. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Let's dive into it. We'll um, take turns and just say a couple of words about each other. And since we're on this, um, the theme of the podcast is Journey Back to the Heart. Let me ask you each individually, what does the Journey Back to the Heart mean to you? So, John, you want to you wanna start? Yeah, I think for me... It- the journey back to the heart's been a challenging one because I think my karma is to constantly kind of have this like broken heart, things that will break my heart and put me into more of a needy energy. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll put me into a place of uh, not being full and not giving love. So... You know, the journey for me as a man has been learning to really embody a bit more of a like grounded stoic type of energy of I'm centered and feeling grounded and whole within myself. And because I'm filling up my own cup, now it's able to overflow and just give love without any um, want or need to receive. And that's really been, I think, my biggest journey has been you know, embodying that and then life keeps challenging me to, you know, pushing me out of that good energy and then I have to find my way back in. So, yeah, and I think that's a big part of really embodying what a real man should be is, you know, being kind of, not that we can't have emotions and have low points and feel the need for love sometimes, but ultimately more often than not feeling really centered and grounded in ourselves and giving to ourselves the love that we need. And then we're kind of this beautiful, like anchor or rock for our partners and, and our friends. So that's been my own journey journey with that. So we're interested to hear what you're both going through and how you feel about that. Amazing. Thank you for sharing, brother. And uh, Will, you want to wanna take it from here too? Introduce yourself and see what the journey means to you. Yes. Um, really grateful to be here, Andre. Thank you for holding space for us and giving us the opportunity to share through your heart-centered creation. Um, I think it's such a beautiful topic that, um, yeah, inevitably we all think about a lot we talk about having a heart of gold or my heart is full you know all these beautiful things or more accurately states that we we all yearn for you know what is that journey and in a lot of ways for me it represents a reunion you know of course we're 
most of us at least nine months in our mother's belly and connected to our creation and then the cord gets cut and it's you know ever since that moment there's this journey back and you know the heart is you know it's like a fascinating organ it's the center of the body it literally creates this electromagnetic field 20 feet around us and you know without health of the heart our whole beingness in the physical realm is compromised and you know uh, one third of every living human being goes, you know, I guess back home via some form of heart disease. So just this powerful symbol of the heart has, you know, almost a, as critical a link into our beingness as anything else. So I think the idea of what does this journey back to the heart represent in all forms of health. And for me, you know, specifically my journey start a lot about with the physical health. I wasn't a healthy younger guy with just my lifestyle and eating habits and all the things and getting back into fitness and taking care of my body, my physical vessel was almost my first step into this healing journey. And sometimes you have to start with the kind of denser layers in order to get to the quote unquote more subtle. So I think in that, not only was I healing my heart physically, but that I started to unlock the layers of the more subtle and you know then the emotional and the you know traumas that come with that and some of the other aspects of our consciousness and our beingness get revealed and the journey being of restoration and almost getting back to that beautiful healthy empowered space that we come into this life with so yeah i mean long story short reunion restoration for me is really what that journey back to the heart represents yeah, I really resonate with what you both said. And yeah, I think in a short, just a couple of sentences, well, for me, the same. I feel like this is this is the, the journey of what we came here to do. And it's a, it's a long journey. If you look at it in the tree of life, it's a journey from Keta to Tiferet. It's the longest, the longest line of mm. the tree. It goes through that abyss. So in that sense... It is, it is this hardest journey that we have to do. And the only way to do it, I find, is like finding this balance, this equilibrium in the middle. We have all these polarities, all these energies that pull us in one, one side and the other side. And the trinity of polarity, when you, go the, the, you have the material and then you have the spirit. And well, in the middle is this the balance, which is this unconditional love. And and this is like, how do we find that that middle place, that energy that holds both in place, and then that enables us to move that path and finding that alignment with that part of ourselves that knows, that has the clarity, that eternal essence, and then the opening of the of the heart. To be honest, I feel very blessed being surrounded by brothers that are on this path that hold space for each other, and. I find in these communities this, this power of collective healing. So I want to ask you both, what does brotherhood mean to you and what does what does being a man mean to you? So again, if we, we start with John. Yeah, well, I like everything that you said and I, th I really liked what you said about getting back to unconditional love. I think that that's a big part of what it means to truly be a man is that 
you're giving love without expectations or wanting of conditions back. And that's a big part of where we, at least with our hearts, can really enter a masculine space. Of course, you know, material-wise, you know, you have to trade value with things and all that. But I think a big part of the heart is to, and the journey of being a man is being really just grounded in, as I was saying before, just not having like a, a needy energy. Like, of course, it's beautiful to receive the love from a partner and things like that. And I, and it's, it's really nice being in this community with men who are clearly doing the work to build their hearts and be more centered and grounded in all of these things. And because it's less, we were talking about this earlier, um, you know, I think the normal society that, at least in the States, that we're raised in is a bit more competitive. And this is more of a brotherhood feeling. And I've had even friendships in the past with quote-unquote best friends. And it was still, you know, the energy between the guys were very competitive. And um, that's what I really love and appreciate about this space is that you can feel that everyone here is very confident in what they have to offer and realize that they all have something different to offer in different ways. And there's not really a competitive feeling in that. And it's just more of a loving, supportive, grounded feeling of interacting with you both and, you know, our other friends in town. So, yeah, I think for me... It's just going deeper into that practice and embodying more of just the self-generation of love from within so that I can, you know, give that without ever feeling drained. Yeah, nice. Thank you for sharing. That resonates a lot. For sure, it does show this power of the collective healing. I'm curious, Will, what... What does being a man mean to you? What? How do you see this energy of divine masculine? Mm. How, how do you see also brotherhood and this the power of the collective healing? When, for example, we were doing the the men circle earlier, like how did that influence you? How what did that open for you? I think it's a great segue, which is the idea of a circle, and you know, from what I remember about you know the Knights of the Round Table was the it was a circular table because everybody was equal. There wasn't the biggest, baddest guy in the room at the end table, and everybody looked up to him. And you know, for me, the idea of brotherhood first is a, a solidarity in the collective mission, which is to say, John's success is my success, and him advancing, achieving, whatever it may be, is not mutually exclusive with mine. So for me, the scarcity consciousness of resources or mates or whatever it may be creates this competition that bleeds into, yeah, that mutually exclusive scarcity energy. And coming back into this heart-centered space, you know, with this abundant mindset of the limitless power of God running through all of us and all of us creating on His behalf, Yeah, John's success is mine. This is my brother 
So I want to do everything I can to support him and his success and fulfillment and happiness and all the things. And then he will reflect that back when it is my time. And then we cultivate this space. You know, brotherhood is just one way to put this rising tide energy and sitting around that circle and everybody gets to sh- a chance to share. And like you said, John, everybody bringing something to offer to the table. We had a beautiful Thanksgiving here and everybody brings a little bit of something and then we all feast. And the idea of, you know, being a man in, in my opinion is, you know, confidence in one's place in co-creation with God. And okay, my unique expression via him and that that's unique and beautiful and specific to me. And I don't need to be necessarily reaching out of myself or worried about what everybody else is doing. And there being this innate confidence and this innate force that brings about this divine masculine energy because the masculine energy really is the force of creation within the universe. And it's less about the gendered perspective. So I think we've deemed this force to be too aggressive or manipulative or whatever it may be. And in some cases, sure. But also this has robbed men of feeling confident in this force to go out and plunge into creation and to actually bring about good things. So for me, that just confidence and knowingness of one specific individuality and one specific instrument in the symphony, you know, that's the masculine force at its purest. And becoming a man is understanding some of the separatist boy level screw around kind of behavior being at the detriment of that symphony and being taking away from other people's success because you're not actually authentically giving and supporting one another's vibrations. So yeah, I just love this topic. I think it's super appropriate for these times. And I am just really proud to be on the path with fellow brothers seeking with me and supporting me. And I know through our collective healing, and our correct collective creation from that more centered heart, heart-based space, the whole the whole collective is gonna feast. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Thinking about masculine, yeah, I, I keep getting this image of the of the, the sun card and the emperor card in the, the tarot of like, okay, what, what does it mean? Well this the sun is shining its light no matter if someone's looking at it or not. Like it, it comes out every day, it shines and then it, it sets in the end it's like it knows its truth and it's there like it's bringing that gift mm. the gift of life the gift of world and then for me the emperor is the same it's, it's kind of the same thing but more in a structured way more in sure. like okay it has the structure but it's this invitation of like this is my truth right but then how do i share it with the world how do i bring that truth how do i bring it forth well there is this inner fire that starts lighting up and then it's like how do i channel that fire that energy into something constructive into something that is benefiting not only me but also my community and everyone around me but i like going back to what you said about these times that we're going through so we were getting close to this year of 2023 which been a very interesting year very challenging year for a lot of people for us even though we've been here in this space that feels a, a little bit more like outside of time and <laughs> and space it feels like, like its own universe its own bubble but still like we still relate to, to what's going on in the world and also 
relating to tarot we, we went through this chariot year right and we're slowly moving into this strength year and what challenges were you guys going through this past year how did that help you on this journey what kind of lessons have you learned for that how did it make you more empowered and yeah let's start with will it's been a heck of a year gentlemen um You know, it's funny enough, the sun card popped up for me a couple times early in the year and represented a lot of the energy that I was calling in. And, you know, the fascinating thing about the card in the Rider weight deck is that the sunflowers are actually facing the little baby. They're facing away from the sun, which, as we know, they're sunflowers. They, you know, inevitably find their way to facing the sun. So the idea that here in my 33rd year, which in, you know, a lot of, perspective is kind of a Christ year or a, a death year, or whatever you want to call it, which is to say, you know, death is really just rebirth. So in a lot of ways, that's what this year has represented for me. And then the baby is on the white horse and then now the sunflowers are able to turn towards him. So because there's a level of work that he's cultivated in his journey to rid himself of the ego-based lower desires and some of the aspects of boyhood and and welcoming in this man and that man being somebody the universe can trust to co-create on its behalf because he's now realigned with God and yeah I think that sun masculine heart-centered space you know, like we keep talking about, it's just a really powerful perspective to have. Like you said, it's the it's the longest path on the tree. But when one does reach into that space, how beautiful it is because everybody turns to you now. It's okay, we can really trust this guy. So for me, a lot of this year has represented how do I show up in the world? What goes on in the dark shows up in the light. So what's going on in my subconscious? How are my thought patterns? How do I communicate with my friends, with my parents, with my you know, work prospects, partners, whatever it may be? And if I'm coming from that heart-centered space of integrity, I know I'm in alignment with God. And in a lot of ways in this year, it's represented the death of a lot of paradigms, patterns, and you know, things that were no longer serving that space. And um, I've just welcomed in a really beautiful centeredness to close out this year and of course the work never stops but i am just really really grateful for this year and all the brothers and supporters that i've found along the way john yeah um beautifully said i mean i really loved what you said earlier about you know the brotherhood and you know the round table of my success is your success and vice versa and i think that that you know, is a really important factor of what being a man is, is being grounded in helping others and also creativity, as you were both saying. And, you know, my last year has been a journey of getting more grounded and centered. I've been in this kind of floaty, go with the flow energy of traveling to all different places and you know from next place to next person kind of energy and uh, a lot of avoiding my creativity even though I had this really deep strong desire to do that 
and you know there was a lot of things that I really struggled with in the past for example I'd sleep in every day and struggle to feel focused and feel you know the fire from within to feel motivated to enter this creative energy and um, I was kind of in this what started as a journey of running towards myself through travel and rediscovering myself um, actually transformed into running away from myself. And that was a pretty interesting insight that I had had because um, I had discovered everything that I could have from being a nomad. And I realized that, you know, it, it, it had transmuted into this just running from my purpose and what I knew deep down in my core that I needed to be doing as my higher purpose from God and all of that. And what I know would make me feel complete as a man. And thankfully within the last few months, I've re-entered a new flow of spending instead of a few weeks at a time in one place, or even sometimes only a week to now I'm spending a few months in one place and really getting more integrated and making a strong, uh, foundation to stand on for myself so that I can have good routines and good boundaries and all of these things. And, you know, things I struggled with my whole life have finally started to transform, which is beautiful. Like I'm waking up every day at 6am for the sunrise and working on my passion projects before I do my nine to five. And, um, I feel a lot more self-love for myself. And as a result, I think I'm able to show up more masculine and more of, you know, the divine version of myself because I am filling that cup. And, you know, of course it's a journey for me as well. Like I'm, you know, maybe only 50% of the way where I imagine I'll be complete in this journey, but I feel that I'm at least now starting to enter the, you know, I'm running towards home plate is how I feel. And I can see home plate and it's like in my eyesight, you know, and I like, okay, I'm not there yet, but it's there, you know, and I, I feel really good about the space I'm in now. And it's just staying focused on that. And, you know, it's beautiful because now I'm attracting in you guys, you know, and having these experiences where I get to create a podcast with you, which is super grateful to be doing, you know, this has always been a dream of mine. <laughs> is to be a part of a podcast and I think it's a beautiful topic for us to be talking about because I think it is super important to today's society there's so many men that you know are I mean certainly there's a toxic masculinity out there which deserves to be demonized but I think there's a lot of fear for men now to really embody being masculine um, and I think that there is a beautiful balance that you can find and it just, yeah, it takes a lot of work, but it's really nice to be sharing this with you both because it feels that we're all on the same path and in somewhere space, you know, like we're sharing a round table. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you a lot. Both of you. Thank you. That's very, very beautiful put and a lot of wisdom too. To be gained from this yeah i would say yeah this year has been 
big for me as well too um it, it started with my trip in egypt at the beginning of the year that was like one of the most expensive periods of my life and it started on this journey of realizing that I was always chasing this this thing of quote unquote enlightenment this higher states of consciousness this like expansion of perception I was like how do you get there like what 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 is the path what can I do more and then I realized being in Egypt I realized well I just need to love life more this is where this whole idea of like journey back to the heart started well the more I love it the more god will allow me to see it experience the more i'm able to be more in the present moment and that's when perception expands that's when all my experience expands that's when i'm able to to see more to feel more okay how can i love what i'm going through like anything everything the moment the present moment and then it it, it became this complete surrender and like you were saying earlier in the conversation we were having at the table of how does it make you feel when you when you look at it from the perspective that you chose this journey right that makes one feel more it it's more easy to to surrender to the flow and like to enjoy the experience knowing that well yeah it was me who chose this i chose to go through all of these whatever beauty hardships whatever whatever i encountered is like no it is part of the journey so yeah i think this this whole year has been this understanding and letting go of this resistance of how things should be and just allowing things to just be and just like surrender and trusting that well I will get there and with the journey is also to be enjoyed before moving and talking a little bit about the future like I was mentioning going into this 2024 that is a, a year of strength and I find that a very transformational year for me eight is always this this number of transformation of we're going through it on one side and we're coming through it different like changed but before going into it i would like to to ask so we all been through conditioning when it comes to our childhood to the circumstances that we've been through so i would like to hear your opinion when it comes to how do you manage to make this shift from being a victim to circumstance to being a creator of circumstance so i feel like yeah opening the heart it is this empowerment of like not seeing life as something that happens to you but seeing it as something that happens for you and then ultimately something that happens well through you as the creator of it so yeah will even if you want to give some examples or like just a general idea like some of the triggers conditioning <laughs> this these things that you went through and how did you manage to what worked for you how did you manage to make this shift actually being mm. able to create the life that you that you want it's a beautiful question brother thank you um yeah i mean i think the first perspective shift is is it just circumstance or is it all divine and you know i've started to understand my own beliefs that circumstance coincidence maybe no such thing mm-hmm. and it all being opportunity opportunities for growth and a lot of what's been coming through recently and something that i've actually been working on is you know this concept of surrender and the surrender unlocking the true strength that we all yearn for because 
Yeah, when you stop looking at everything as happening to you, but start looking at it as happening for you, you actually find the wind in your sails once again. And you shift from victimhood and woe is me energy and all those types of things. And, you know, I think an important qualifier is that, you know, some circumstances, it's they're not fun in the moment. They're sometimes they are legitimately violent or out of alignment or whatever you want to call it, things that happen that aren't okay. So it's not about excusing it and just pretending like, oh, well, that sucked. I'm just going to look the other way. It's about, okay, what is God looking for me to grow through and to go through? And then turning that circumstance into another lesson, another opportunity to gain wisdom and apply it forward. So I've taken the perspective of this journey being a school for all of us. Call it first grade, second grade, whatever you want, but it's about the collective journey of growth lifetime over lifetime. So looking at the story arc and seeing, yeah, what happened from the beginning to the middle to the end. And we all know we won't read any story where there's not trial and tribulation. It's not a lot of fun that way. But the idea is the hero comes out on the other end slaying the dragon, defeating the army, whatever it may be, and returns to tell the tale. It's the hero's journey, the fool's journey. It's the collective story. So that concept of surrender, allowing us to embrace every step, embrace every dragon, every adversary, and know that, oh, this person's here to teach me and to actually help me, even if there is some not so fun things that happen. And understanding that, okay, I've called this in, this circumstance, quote unquote, for a reason, let me face it head on, give it my best shot, grow from whatever the outcome is, and then apply that to my next step. And there being a surrender to that whole energy because you don't know what's around the next corner now. All right, well, I've welcomed in this path of journeying to my highest version. All of my plans, projections, understanding programs, patterns, everything that you talked about are usually operating with a very limited context. So ultimately are going to really rob you of the opportunity to ascend to this really potent higher version. So putting those off to the side and surrendering to the real divine path, whew, scary. And I've had a number of years to continue to lean into it. And I continue to remind myself of doing that every day. And it's a daily practice of surrender. So, you know, it's just one of those things where we can't do it alone. So seeing other people forge through their individual trials, that's how we gain inspiration to do it ourselves. And that just brings us back to that idea of brotherhood. And, you know, any army has the horsemen and the, the swordsmen and the lieutenants and the generals. And, but together, it's a unit that achieves. And ultimately, that's the only way we actually see this thing through. So... Plus to be fighting here with you guys or fighting for love, mm. fighting with love more accurately. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's very beautiful put. Thank you for that. For me personally, from my point of view, it's like the whole journey here, like why I came here is just to transcend judgment. And obviously judgment is rooted in self-judgment. So whenever I feel like something that I'm not okay with the world around me, like that something's not 
good that something is triggering me that something is not aligning to the way I want things to be that that is an invitation for me to see like well where can I expand my capacity to love and starting with loving myself what is that inviting me to to see what is what is that light pointing towards where can I need to expand a little bit more where can I need to hold space for myself a little bit more where can I stop judging myself more and then the world is going to be a reflection of that and i strongly believe in the first hermetic principle of like all is mind and the universe is mental and since i don't know when we believe in that i feel like all the limitations are just at the level of the mind and there's there's nothing more it's just like okay when we manage to drop down to the heart well there's no more limit we open up the infinite potential and this is this is it <laughs> john what What were some of your challenges from the past or growing up? What worked for you making this this transition between from victimhood to being a creator from like embracing the circumstances, embracing life and using that as a platform to grow? Yeah, I really love this question because it's been such a big part of my journey. Um raised with a lot of negativity and I was also uh you know very shy for most of my youth and went through a lot of bullying and things so a big 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 part of my journey was um yeah learning to love myself despite mistakes and things like that and um I certainly you know in my young adulthood and teens was very um very easily influenced by triggers and very unconsciously responding to them and um yeah what what really shifted for me was uh about six years ago you know i i had hit this point where i just felt like i had hit a wall and i ended up doing a plant medicine journey and i had the beautiful experience of really it showed me what it felt like emotionally from other people's point of view and i felt their emotions when i was in my lower version of myself and responding to triggers and you know not being the best partner or the best friend or the best you know sibling and realizing that i had been in this um feeling sorry for myself mode for most of my life and that you know having the realization that i needed to start loving myself because you know i had been raised with so much judgment that i started reflecting it inward at myself feeling this constant judgment and then as a as a result i was naturally very judgmental of the people i loved and cared about and had high expectations and all these things and uh yeah once i realized the energy and really felt what i was truly putting out into the world it was just an instant well that's not what i want to do <laughs> like this doesn't feel good on the receiving end and it, you know i finally felt what it felt like to be on the receiving end of me and realizing like this is exactly the opposite of what i want to be creating in my life for other people and you know that's that's when i finally really truly saw myself for the first time and since then it's been a journey of learning to love myself more and as a result i you know give a lot more love to everyone that i care about 
And I find that, you know, for example, um, you know, my whole life, my family and I struggled with weight and I was so hard on myself. You know, at one point I was picture perfect fitness, but it was from a place of not love for my body and taking care of myself. It was through a place of harshness and high expectations and a lot of self-hatred. And um, that would reflect in how I treated people who, you know, came from to me for advice. I was a bit more harsh than I should have been and things like that. Um, so learning to work through that was a huge thing. And, you know, today I still have triggers and a big thing that really helps me a lot is just um, pausing for a second and just checking in with my body. Because a lot of times what ends up happening is I find that I am actually trying to run from my bodily feelings. So I enter into this unconscious program in my head to escape from the heaviness in my chest and the cramping and the headaches that I receive when I get a trigger from somebody. So then it's like, you know, I feel this feeling in my body and immediately it's like, oh no, this doesn't feel good. I don't want to feel this. I'm going to get defensive, right? And then, you know, that could lead into an argument with somebody or whatever it is. So stopping for a moment and just saying like, oh, hey, I'm feeling physically triggered right now. I need to take a second to like close my eyes and breathe and like process and acknowledge my body feeling that way and tell it that it's okay. And then it allows me to respond in a more healthy way that's gonna, you know, be more healing for the other person and or show up better and all of these things. So, you know, that's a constant journey. Um, you know, I think that you could take a lifetime to become 100% healed from all of our triggers and stuff. But um, I think certainly being grounded in the idea that, you know, it's a God-given journey. And, um, you know, I, I definitely have the side of me that's skeptical and with spirituality, but having, giving myself faith and grounding in that certainly helps endure this journey because, and it, it certainly feels, you know, it, the mind might question it, but it feels true in the heart that this is a God-given journey and that we are, you know, this is part of the plan. And, you know, in some ways we might have not chosen exactly this scenario, but you know, we chose to go through certain things to karmically have our souls go through some kind of growth. So that's been my personal experience. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of beauty in the whole thing. So yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting ride. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that, brother. Yeah, it's it's interesting um we keep talking about this like healing and uh, all of these uh all of these things attached to it and just earlier today we were talking about this idea that well it doesn't have to be a, a hard thing right like we have the option of making it enjoyable when it comes to circumstance we have no control over like what we have control over is how we react to those circumstances and i do resonate with this idea that happiness is it's our it's our choice in that way it's one of the human freedoms is to choose happiness and uh, i think like all these tools 
all these practices, everything that I've been doing so far, personally for me, it has been this this journey of showing me how to how to choose love over fear at each step of the way, and how to choose how to choose happiness because it's like how we react to things that decides our our state of mind and like yeah things things happen we have to heal we get triggered all these um traumas come to the surface but then how we navigate through them it can either be through well suffering or it can be through playful to enjoyment like we have this journey but then it's our choice how we walk through it we can we can walk we can crawl we can like i don't know playfully jump so then how do we make this journey enjoyable find the practices that bring us excitement in the way that there's so many ways to 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 show up well we came here to do a job we came here to heal we came here with a mission but then how about we enjoy life life is something to be enjoyed not only to to go through it um with that being said Let's see, for example, looking forward a little bit into the future, right? I was mentioning this next year that's going to come, which I find it's going to be a very transformational year. And even beyond that, who knows? But yeah, I don't know. Let's start with uh, Will. How do you see yourself in in the near future, like going into this next mm-hmm. year? You're embarking on a beautiful relationship. I don't know if you want to go into that or not big life changes coming to you now like leaving the lake and making the switch to going back home after a long time after a lot of initiations how do you see yourself moving forward what do you see yourself putting out there like what are you working on how do you see this next few months a year yeah it's uh well i appreciate the accountability putting me on the spot here and i love that (laughs) that's brotherhood at its finest guys um yeah, I, I actually flew down back to Guatemala. here just for two months last year, literally on January 1st. Um, my brother was down here. And so I literally touched ground back in Guatemala January 1st. And, you know, here I will be wrapping up this beautiful year, you know, just a few days before New Year's again. So a very pertinent question about, you know, what have I welcomed in this year? What is it represented, which I touched on a little bit earlier? And, you know, what is that I'm calling in? And I think it, it is a beautiful synergy with this divine masculine principle, this energy that we've been talking about, which is taking downloads, intuition, experience, wisdom, translating it and applying it into action and into creation. And, you know, that's a lot of what this year coming up is going to represent for me, you know, as a a rebuild year in a lot of ways but ultimately you know i feel really confident you know because we you know we talk a little bit about the tarot and some of the symbology of the deck you know i was in my opinion building a little bit on a tower that was going to fall right so got that that to kind of fall a little bit earlier than full completion maybe and i'm feeling really confident on the structure that i've been cultivating this year and the structure is nothing more than just alignment alignment with source, alignment with my faith, alignment with the different polarities in my beingness, and really welcoming in that 
come this year uh, coming up, um, you know, so for me, the physical vessel and personal training and, and the physical health has been a big part of my mission for a number of years. And the intention is to continue to have that be the priority and be the foundation of what I'm offering to people. But I've also been working on, you know, the more holistic approach to, you know, something we talked earlier about and it's very pertinent with the year, which is strength. And this idea of strength that I, you know, I learned wasn't on my bench press or what I looked like with my shirt off, which was actually a state of beingness in connection with God. And my intention this year is to cultivate offerings and um, relationships with people that are based on helping to unlock their strength and, you know, reflect that back to them. And that's a lot of the journey that I've been on personally. So this year specifically has represented galvanizing my strength, not just of my body, but of my mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies as well. And the intention for this year coming up is to cultivate opportunities, offerings, and, you know, ability to help people with theirs. And um, so it's a year I'm really looking forward to. Inevitably, there's a lot of bittersweet energy as I leave this incredible community here in Guatemala, not behind, but at least behind for now. And I return back up north and you know I, ultimately i'm not really sure where home is i think home is really just a state of being and connection and it's not necessarily a physical place so this has been home for me so going back is nothing more than just the next step in my journey and the next step of my mission um but i've just been so so thankful for this year and i just love how you put it with the symbology of the chariot and this year in a lot of ways has been a big thrust forward and balancing those two sphinxes and polarities and and now indeed the strength piece really comes into fruition um with next year but i am taking so many brothers energetically with me um back home i guess you could say and um just really excited to see what comes about from everything that's happened this year and i appreciate brothers keeping me accountable to putting action to the words so it'll be a it'll be a fun ride i love that i love that yeah, for sure. I, I I resonate a lot with with how you said about this chariot propelling us forward and like helping us keep this balance between the two sphinxes that each want to go their their own way. And it's all the, the power of the will that or will. <laughs> what's your name? Power <laughs> of the will that holds them together. And I do find this is when it comes to the card, this card of like strong willpower to to be able to have that balance, but. Also, what resonates with me is, and in my own journey, is this idea of seeing where, how long can the chariot carry us? When does the terrain become a little bit uncomfortable for the chariot? When can the chariot no longer go on that terrain? And when do we need to make that decision of like, do I walk out of the chariot and start walking on my own? Like the chariot is very protective. It has the armor on it. It's like this this vehicle but it can only take us so far and i don't know i find a lot of the like in my own personal journey this year has been a lot of uh, making inventory and see what can i take forward with me and what can what needs to be left behind there were a lot of things that needed to be left behind and i feel like yeah for me personally to move to this next strength here yeah i needed to 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 have this 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 deep look at what I was carrying and see how long can I uh, do, do I need this vehicle and when 
when do I need to start working on my own and making my own my own way it's very interesting um what about you uh, John you you have this this book that you you started writing and I'm very very keen on getting in it what are you looking forward to how do you see yourself going in this next year what are um yeah what do you feel like you're called to step into hmm. yeah well I guess I just wanted to comment on I really like what you're saying about the chariot and it's a vehicle but eventually you have to get out and start walking on your own and I think that uh life can be a mix of both you know you have a brotherhood and kind of this vehicle that helps propel you forward and then you know we kind of go through phases of uh sometimes we have to get out and start walking on our own for a bit and then we can reunite with our brothers later on and re-enter this chariot vehicle that'll propel us forward i think that um yeah i mean the beautiful thing about being here with you both now is that you know i i am able to share this more brotherhood energy of two men that are really you know what i believe is on the highest possible path that you can be on as a man and really looking to become as divine and masculine as possible with the most love as possible which is you know it's it's healing to be around in itself because you know there is so much um of like the toxic toxic masculine and and feminine as well that's out there um and you know it's to be in a space where you're surrounded with people of both genders that are really working to heal but it it feels more special to find men that are this way um that are more in touch with their emotions but also trying to embody the, the grounded masculine feeling and uh constantly on a daily basis you know i'm just kind of seeing this beauty in it and just being like wow you know i really admire andre and will and all the other men in this town you know like it's there's no like um there's no feelings of there's like no negative feelings at all that i get from any of you and it's just beautiful feeling i'm like wow like this is exactly the kinds of people that i'd love to be around and um and one thing that has been really nice is that you know i keep hearing this message repeated to me over and over again is the things that you see and love in other people are often reflections of what you have yourself and that has been really healing and grounding for me as well in its own aspect of having that repeated back to me a few times recently and being like wow i'd really admire these men that i'm surrounded with right now and um wow maybe i can actually start viewing myself that way and um kind of stepping into a more confident empowered role in that sense and yeah it's it's given me you know more of the confidence to start feeling good about sharing my book for example which is something i've been working on for years and i've gone in and out of phases of working on it for maybe 6 months at a time and being a hermit and then feeling like it's not good enough and afraid to share it and i've finally stepped into a place where i um have let go of my fear of 
myself and that project of mine not being good enough and just, you know, really entering a fully creative mode of saying, hey, it's okay if it's not perfect. It's okay if I'm not perfect. Um, I'm just grateful to be surrounded by people that can help hold up a mirror for me and um, in different ways that I need to grow. So I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm feeling really good. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I've finally stopped running from myself and I'm feeling a lot more grounded and a lot more just patterns that I struggled with my whole life, like waking up early, for example. It's just now not an issue at all because I finally stepped into this energy of just being ready to take care of myself. And in, in part of that is being creative and having good routines and good habits, finally starting to take care of my body again, my health and all of these things. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to share the book. Um, you know, it's basically it's it's the book that I would have given myself as a teenager when I was at my lowest points. And the whole idea is to build someone from complete depression up to feeling like they're living their best life and stepping into a higher purpose. So um, that's the, the whole foundation and the idea of the book is to really hopefully be, um, you know, proof that you, no matter where you're at in life, that you can get to places that you may not dream as possible right now in your current self versions of yourself that are far more empowered than you could ever imagine for yourself at the moment and um yeah to, to be vulnerable a chance to be vulnerable and with people and to show them that it's okay to be vulnerable with yourself and with others and to seek help and um you know hopefully the book will you know touch and help some people that um, you know, maybe can't afford to go to a therapist or feel the confidence in sharing something with a therapist. And so that's the whole idea. And I'm really excited to start doing that. And I love the fact that this podcast just flowed into my life. <laughs> and because I'm, I'm really excited about starting to do videos and started making TikToks and stuff. So yeah, I'm really just excited about the future. And Certainly there's a lot of blocks and I need to learn to be, as we talked about earlier, um, part of my journey right now is learning to just have more fun with um, my challenges, right? And kind of going a more playful route of, okay, I have all these traumas, but what's a fun way that I can overcome them as opposed to being so serious about, you know, these issues. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm excited. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what you're both doing and I expect to hear some progress about your book well <laughs> appreciate that yeah so yeah i think i'll end there from now and what do you think about all that and what we all just said thank you so much for sharing and uh, yeah looking forward to the book and uh obviously once the once the book is out i'll i'll edit the, the description of the podcast to link the book and whoever wants to dive deep into it for sure 
Yeah, I think for me as well, it's been this stepping into self-expression. In the past year, I've been working a lot on my throat chakra. There's been a lot of blockages there from past life, from a lot of trauma, from not being, from not allowing myself to be seen, to be heard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into that, but like, yeah, this, this has been a big theme for me for 2023, working on this, on opening my throat chakra, allowing myself to be able to express. And it was interesting that, yeah, like at the end of this year, I started uh, this this podcast. Uh, now this is the sixth episode that I'm recording. So, yeah, it's a new avenue. It I, I feel very empowered. Yeah, I mean, like even here, even in this episode, like the first few minutes, I was all shaking. I couldn't get the words out. I felt like, whoa, like when I'm doing a reading or when we were talking before, like the words flow so easy. And then, then when I'm on the spot, I'm like, oof, like so much contraction, so much tension. And, and it's just this process of like allowing myself, allowing myself to like, it's okay, it's okay. Just, just let it flow. Like there's no pressure and like relaxing and allowing my self-expression to just come out freely so i think this is this is one of the things that i'm um, looking to step into more to allow the voice of my heart to come through in a more flowy way in an easier way without judgment without restriction without thinking too much about okay how is it perceived am i saying the right thing i'm like no this is my truth this is how i'm uh how i want to show up but yeah, so um, before we wrap this thing up, so we, we talked a lot about, okay, our journey up to this point and looking forward into the new year. But now I want to, if you guys are okay with it, I want to talk a little bit about some practical aspects. Let's talk about some practical advice of like, for anyone listening, what are your, some of your practices, techniques, ways that... Um, you do maybe on a daily basis if you have a daily practice or if not just general advice whatever resonates with you that that helps you like harness that vibrational state before you show up in the world that help you be more empowered that help you tune into yourself find that center point yeah i would like each and every one of you if you if you want to share some some of your practices personal practices that work for you will do you want to go first um you mentioned earlier the first hermetic principle which is all is mind the universe is mental and that framing has really helped me understand you know the practice being about working with that in a way which i guess i could say is about you know just the idea of meditation and yoga and all of these things being about a reunion place. I mean, yoga literally means union, right? So what is in my consciousness that is clogging or blocking the channel? So for me, my practice has been a lot about clearing out, out of the way a lot of my own projections so that I can be spirit-led. And, you know, I've been challenged recently with keeping that practice up. I spent 60 days in silence this summer where... You know, after a little while, it's not saying it's easy, but that channel becomes pretty clear. And you start understanding the bigger picture of the energetics at work. So my practice has been a lot about not getting lost in the waves of societal needs, programs, patterns, all the things, but to have a stable rudder. You know, I love the analogy of a ship, right? You've got 
the rudder, which is the only way you can steer in a choppy ocean. That's centeredness, that's discernment, that's practice, that's health, all the things. And then you have the wind in the sails, right? Which is alignment with purpose, alignment with mission, alignment with divine expression. And then, you know, the old explorers, the old adventurers, they didn't have maps, no map quests, no GPS. They would use the stars. And using the astrological influences and understanding, you know, the seasons that we're in, the cycles that we're in to align that action, that flow accordingly. So a lot of my practice has been about understanding how I'm getting in my own way and just creating space to, you know, be gentle with myself, but to also just move out of the way, use cards and use other symbols that come in and just give me a little hint of energetically where I'm at and use dreams and things like that just to constantly check in every day, morning, evening, you know, as kind of my time for practice. And then through the middle of the day, have as much mindfulness as I can. So just that practical advice would boil down to putting the practice in action from the minute you wake up to the minute you touch that phone. So as that phone comes out is when all the images of external start popping in. So that being a critical element to my morning routine and similarly in the evening, like as I'm entering the dream space in my rest and restorative period, making sure that I'm once again as pure and as intentionally within as I can. And then, like I said, to the best of the abilities, keeping that centeredness throughout the inevitable waves of the day. So, um, yeah, that's the more thematic, I guess you could say, uh, rundown of the practices and things I've been up to recently. Nice. I like that, brother. I, I definitely like that. Let me ask you this, because like you mentioned about the cards, and this is also like part of my, I would say, daily practice. And since we're both immersed into the tarot, like what, what is an archetype right now that say like a card that would be symbolistic for like this part of your soul journey like right now in the present what's something that you're working through right now well it's funny because i was talking to you last night about like looking for the the next archetype and she popped up last night when i pulled her the star card right and you know she's butt naked she's pouring out the cup and she's in full reception mode you know because you know one of the the meanings of the card is like meditation in a lot of ways and that's kind of the receiving above and delivering below and um, yeah I just love the idea of like nakedness being this really raw receptive space of surrender and just remembering that you know this year has represented a you know a quite a big challenge for me and has left me with yeah inevitably some insecurity on how it's going to lead to my next step but as I as I continue to receive from above and create below, you know, um, she's pouring out of the cup so that she can continue to receive. Um, you know, that really continues to be the path forward, which is to say, well, as I said earlier, clear out of the way, let go and let God. Yeah, the star card is, so it's a very interesting archetype. I would say, um, for me personally, um, I like to, to see life and in the sense that each day was a ceremony right so like you have the morning practice that's like my tuning in it's like uh, calling spirit in inviting that collaboration with my highest my highest expression like using the cards the, the the crystals going into this meditation i have these practices of building my 
my sacred geometry shapes in my energy field as my protective and then yeah i like to to, to journey with my crystals this is a big big part of my my life but this is the tuning in right the the beginning and then the whole day you go through the day and it's like you said you need to pay attention to like to be present the whole ceremony is a day and this is when i feel like okay like we were talking last night the spirit talks to you every moment every second like all your life is just like being able to to listen being able to see to observe and this this has been like a, a big expansion for me this year when i started paying attention to all the little symbols all the little um this language or subtlety it's not like big shifts or big changes or like revelations words that appear in the sky right it's not it's all about the subtle subtle language the, the little symbols and we need to be still enough quiet like you said to be able to listen and pay attention and removing all this distraction and knowing okay where is my attention i have this fire but like where do i want to channel it and then obviously going through this day like this i feel like it helps me like see the breadcrumbs that i go through in life that as like okay this is this is the path and then at the end of the day after the ceremony well you have the the closing of the ceremony and the integration and this is what okay the night practice for me is like when i i i tune into again and then is that meditation that preparation that we were talking about last night with sleep and then well going into sleep where actually integrating everything you're embodying everything and then it becomes from knowledge becomes wisdom and that's how you start to show up in the world we have these like transcendental experiences i don't know flashes of seeing behind the veil and you have this like deep experiences that like uh, shake your foundation or that you experience something but how do you how do you embody that how do you bring that into the physical how do you make that tangible so for me this is living each day as a ceremony as it has a beginning ceremony and then an end and then doing that for a period of time sets that vibrational state that i'm able to to show up every day knowing that well yeah i'm, I'm showing up as my best self or the best self that i can be in that moment So yeah, I I resonate a lot with with what you said, and uh, it's so beautiful that that star cut being yeah. being seen in your truth, in your nakedness, like you said. I love that, really love that. How about you, John? What are some of your practical advice? Like, what are some practices that you do either on a daily basis, or if not daily, then some practices that you do often that help you harness that vibrational state. Or showing up into the world and help you be more in alignment with with who you want to be. Mm, yeah, well, I really like what you both said about just coming back into routine and having a routine of self care. And you know, what really stuck out to me and what you just said was you mentioned um, you know having these more. Uh, experiencing these more higher states and how can I bring that into the normal daily life and I find that the world is messy and you know you might go have a really um, transformative meditation and then you know feel your best self or go have a really transformative plant medicine journey or something whatever it is 
and then you know life is messy and kind of pulls you back into a lower vibration or a lower um just version of yourself that is showing up so um one of the so there's this um artist i don't know if you've heard of them above and beyond and they have this uh, meditation track and halfway through um there is like a guided meditation and something like a beautiful analogy that um the the person i forget her name uh said was that um i think it's cloth tires and you know like the way they used to dye clothes is they they dye it and then they put it out into the sun and then the sun eventually the color would get completely stripped by the sun and then you know that each day they have to it'd be the perfect color each time it dips into the water and then the sun strips the color away with it of enough repetition over and over and over again eventually it retains that color and the sun doesn't strip it from the shirt um and that's how i feel that you know we give ourselves um love and empathy is realizing that 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 is the practice is that through our meditations through our active awareness of our dreams and all of these things all of these practices um we're we're getting back to this more higher version of ourselves and then we go and try to share ourselves with the world and it's messy and we get pulled back down but if we have a practice of going back inward um we we can get back to that pure beautiful color that we are and bring that back out into the world again and i think that's part of the journey of life is you know eventually over time if you keep up with a daily routine of self-care and love and um you eventually you know the world will no longer pull you down into a different expression right and that's been you know my practice and you know a big obstacle for me when i was a bit younger in my 20s was you know i'd really hyper focus on one thing at a time you know i'd really hyper focus on my body for example and i was in peak fitness but my mind had really you know you know i had let go of meditation or let go of um other things and then i'd say okay well not doing so well in in the mindset so let me shift gears and really focus on that or oh i'm not doing so well in creativity let me just drop the gym and drop everything else and then shift into creation mode and i find now i'm a lot happier and more grounded just being in a more intuitive point of hey i might not be picture perfect body but working out once a week feels good i feel healthy enough and you know working on my book twice a week feels good making a video once a week feels good um having a morning where i just feel that all i want to do is stretch for 3 hours feels good um and you know other mornings i spend 2 hours in meditation and um i think meditation's been the best tool for me to really be a lot more conscious of my thoughts um and like another i think i believe it's a ram das quote is 
to imagine looking at a river and a leaf is floating down the river and you can either choose to stare into the water where you originally were staring and not follow the leaf or you can decide to follow the leaf and it'll take you all the way down the river and that's what our mind is constantly doing for us is it's constantly throwing new thoughts in new leaves are constantly flowing down the river and if that leaf happens to be a trigger or of some sort um oh man you can go on a whole i mean i'm a very visual person like in my mind so i'll i'll like legit just like visually have this whole like dream type situation where i'm just reliving a scenario and all the emotions from the past come back up and all these things and a, a real practice for me has just been you know i'm gonna always fall into these unconscious thought patterns and you know get stuck in this this loop but then realize like wait i'm in a loop again time to take a deep breath and let the leaf just flow down the river and then a new one comes in and so really meditation has been the biggest practice for me healing and is learning to observe the thoughts and realize that there is a separate version of me that is the observer and I'm not just this unconscious thought machine um, and to identify with it a little bit less. And it's a part of me and my patterns of thinking and um, there's beauty in that and there's challenges in it. And yeah, getting more loving of that side of myself that um, gives these unconscious thought patterns because ultimately it's just a reflection of, you know, my mind wanting to protect myself in one way or another, you know. Um, anxiety is the fear of the future and wanting to control that. And depression is, you know, the obsession of the past, right? These are the two big emotions that people really struggle with these days. And um, really just, you know, allowing yourself to just be present as you both were talking about is really where, you know, all of the beauty starts to flow into your life. If you just take a moment to let the leaf flow down the river and be like, okay, I am just present. I am here. And that's when you can start feeling amazing feelings like gratitude and seeing the true beauty in the world. Just be like, wow, that's a beautiful leaf. And it's like when you're stuck in your thought patterns, you can't see or feel those things. So that's been my, that's, that would be my biggest advice for people is to really just become more present um, and to to work on letting go of those unconscious thoughts because that's where the beauty of life flows in and that's where you're able to enter into a flow state with being creative um, you can clear your body from negative emotions because you're not attaching or replaying thoughts or anxieties and you can come from a more pure place with your heart and all these other things so yeah uh, that would be my advice is meditate and yeah love yourself whether it's uh you know a good gym day or a bad gym day or a good um meditation day or a bad meditation day and just feel and go with the flow of you know one day you might need one more thing one thing more than the other so yeah that would be my advice. 
thank you so much for sharing both of you and for um for both of you for being an inspiration and you know that saying that uh we need to be the change that we want to see in the world and i think you guys embody that ah that what i want to see in the world and i thank you for being yours and for opening your your heart your your space for inviting me into your home into your life for sharing all these moments these energies together so grateful and yeah thank you for for sharing this <laughs> this space for me with me for the for the first time and walking this first mile together in this new avenue so i'm so grateful yeah if there's anything else you guys would like to share that we haven't discussed so far any last words well i'm just reflecting the gratitude back at you brother um just to round it into this beautiful heart-centered masculine theme we've been cultivating over the last hour or so which is that you know we need more men creating on behalf of this space and having conversation putting it out there and you call it branding marketing whatever like it's creation so to have brothers like you literally cultivating a space to have these types of conversation i think is really really important and really inspiring to me and i know as these conversations continue the collective vibration will be raised hopefully a little bit closer back to home so i want to thank you brother for this beautiful space and you john for not just this physical space but just the beautiful gentle but strong presence that you bring and i've just been really inspired by getting to know you in the last little bit and know that this conversation is just the beginning of a lot more to come and i'm just inspired to be on the path with fellow brothers in true brotherhood yeah i'm also just super grateful and um this is exactly i think like you were saying i think it's exactly what men need right now is to have these types of conversations and um yeah you both did a beautiful job of expressing your thoughts about it and i really admire how you both are really good at giving analogies and think that that was really great and yeah i'm just grateful to be here and yeah there's a lot that i feel that i admire from you both and it's um it's refreshing <laughs> it's truly refreshing to be around people that are you know in in a similar mindset so i'm excited to get to know you both better as well um you know and it's it's amazing that i only met you both 2 weeks ago and i already feel so close with you and it just shows how loving and open and um centered and grounded you both are and very present which is really nice and yeah just feeling gratitude and thanks a lot for um creating the space for us to talk and share and have this conversation and um we can all be a support for each other as well which is really amazing and yeah just grateful for you both and getting to know you both so yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you both of you and um Thank you everyone listening. Thank you for uh, joining into this conversation that I was having with uh, my two brothers here. 
uh, John and Will, and I will uh, place their social contacts in the show notes for everyone that wants to follow their adventures. Thank you again for, for tuning into this episode. Thank you again to my brothers for sharing this space and yeah, that we all expand our capacity to love. Much love.